Hi again. Hi again. Thank you so much for doing this again with us. Yes. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> this is my friend, Simone. And this is my friend, Paris. We're friends and we like to introduce our friends to each other. So welcome to my friend's friends. Today, we are so excited because our dads are here. My dad, Scott, is here from California. Hi, Dad. California. Hi, Simone. I'm really from Alabama now, but I'm visiting family <laughs> in California, yes. Well, you're from California, and then you're from I Alabama. Am. Yes, I am. I'm you're... back to my hometown. <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking with my papa, Christopher, who's in Los Angeles, California. Hi, Papa. Hi, Paris. How are you? Fab. We will just tell all of our listeners that... We have had some technical difficulties, and this is our second go, and our dads have been so wonderfully patient with us while we have dealt with our little technical bumps in the road. So thanks, dads. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, we are going to jump into our first segment, which is our meet cutes, except that since we have our dads here, we are going to ask them a special question. So the very special question is, was there a point when you realized your daughter was a friend as well as your daughter? And or do you have any specific friendship memories with us? And we're going to have my dad go first. <laughs> so, dad, I'm going to tell you when to go and then you're going to have 60 seconds to answer this question. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. And you mark? Good set, go. <laughs> well, I'll I'll answer the same way I answered our first our first attempt when we had the technical difficulties, and that was, uh, I think, what, what, when I realized when I dropped you off at college, at, at Colorado State, and um, it was really I think the first time uh, leading up to that where you had really kind of helped us uh, keep stay in our house in Texas when it was for sale. Just before you went to college, we I, I was planning to move. Our whole family was moving, and you stayed in Texas and lived in our house and uh, kept everything running there while we were doing our move to, uh, to Alabama. And then at the end of that period, you were getting ready to go to college. So we went up there, flew, all, flew up there, got all your stuff put into the room, and then at the end of it, I kind of went up to the top of this little mountain and wrote you a nice note and kind of realized that was a transition point for, for us, kind of going from, you know, just a daughter and dad to friends as well as, you know. Beep, 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 beep. Okay, beep, beep. <laughs> you can finish your sentence. I, did, I mean, technically no. I have to make the sound, but feel free to elaborate. No, I, think I, I think I'm good. That was a good ending. <laughs> Yeah, that was a great ending. I love that memory. And mm. like I said, the first time we recorded, I probably have that note in our storage unit in Colorado because I'm a very sentimental person who keeps every like scrap of paper and note and ticket and thing and I s squirrel it away. So Simone, what was, what was your memory um, or when you realized that your dad was also your friend? Will you time me? Yes. So whenever you start, I'll time you. Okay. Okay. Well, I will say that I think about friendship with my dad probably for our whole relationship because I think my dad did such a wonderful job um, 
by making sure to always spend time with us that was fun. Um, specifically, he took us on dates. So I have one sister, as our listeners know, and he would take us on daddy-daughter dates. And that was a very fun part of growing up. And then my parents were always really involved with like, if it was youth group or activities or things like that. And I feel like those memories to me feel like very warm friendship infused memories. You perfect timing because you have four. Oh, good. <laughs> I had to get some Sorry, what were you saying, Scott? <laughs> I said I had to. I had to early on give our give our daughters examples of what a good date would be. Mm. <laughs> That's a great idea, actually. Mm-hmm. That's really exemplary, I should say. Mm. Christopher. I'm excited to hear your answer, and you even have your own timer. This is so wonderful. It's my dad's. It's my dad's stopwatch. Oh my gosh! Stop it! I'm gonna cry. Just for just for the humor of this. That is here we go. Fabulous. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, this is the first time we're having a guest time themselves. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I had to be good. So you tell me when. No, you just start. <clears throat> I have, start you have the time watch. The time okay, watch. Okay, here we go. I'm starting now. I think the time that Paris and I uh, had a, uh, it was actually a combination of tremendous responsibility combined with a new vision of my daughter. Um, and I and it has to do with a very, obviously, the traumatic passing away of her mom. And it was the day that, um, I watched her get in the car and drive to school with a bunch of other kids that were going to the same school, including her sister. And at that point, I realized, oh, this is a very, very important, very responsible moment for her to take the baton and take the responsibility. So that changed the tenor of my daughter father relationship mm-hmm. and it said well this person and then you were 16 Paris mm-hmm. yeah yeah 16. you were 16 and that was enough to make it made a you know it was just wow so that was my moment so uh, as far as uh it's there's a lot more but this is one was that's kind of strikes out right now at this moment for me thanks that's it so I think I'm under the timeline of 52 seconds or something. Wow. Such efficient answers. <laughs> well, he, in all fairness, did get a a warning of knowing what the question was from last time. <laughs> he, he, yeah, I did. <laughs> That's that really interesting. Really beautiful. I was I was very curious about what the moment was um, for you. I think so. That was pretty, and it was, you know, uh, it was amazing <clears throat> because I'm like, oh my gosh, she's going to drive 20, was it 15 miles, 20 miles, go down yeah. 10 freeway, go through downtown Los Angeles, mm-hmm. then back up the Hollywood freeway. And then you get off and you got to park and the thing, get the thing, get to class. Yeah, I actually oh, didn't oh, even oh. think of that. Like, oh, you're I mean, talking about not away. just like going to school. You're talking about like going oh, through LA traffic. 40, yeah, <laughs> yeah yes. three Same. freeways, yes. 40 minutes. <laughs> 10 freeway to the 110 to the, you know, I mean, Scott, I mean, he knows about this. So it's, yeah. you know, yeah. it's. And and that at eight o'clock or seven thirty in the morning, six fifty, like rush hour, right? Yeah. Oh no, we went before rush hour. 
Oh, before, yeah. yeah, that mean, high school they do that. <clears throat> and they and they weren't drinking. Sorry, Scott, were you saying something? Your, um... Yeah, Dad, did you say something? I, I just asked if you remembered that. I have that memory as well. I really needed to get my license at the at 16. So I, w I actually got it at 16 in one month um, because my high school was so far away from our house and my mother had passed away and um, my dad was working very, very full-time job. And so we had a, we had a carpool um, with the, with some, some people from the school and they did it. Um, but it, it really wasn't like on their way home. And I always felt a little uncomfortable, like they felt obliged to do us a favor because my mom had died and we couldn't get to school. Mm. And so it was really important that I got my license immediately. And so yeah. I just kind of remember that fact of like, I need to get my license, but I don't really, I don't remember the moment of being like, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. She stepped up basically, mm. you know circumstances force you to. So I guess my, my, so, yeah. Okay. Paris, are you ready? Let yeah. me time you. Yeah. Okay. Ready, set, go. So I have kind of two very separate memories. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the one when I realized maybe not necessarily a friend, but like a human, which sounds like a weird thing, right? You just forget that yeah. you're, Parents like how are, when you see your teacher in the grocery yes. store, oh, you're sorry. like, oh my you're goodness, it's okay. It's okay. Um, and so, I mean, without going into too much detail, I will say, obviously it was the night that my mom died. I think I was, I was in your arms when I think it kind of hit that she had died. So that was one thing. And I'm, I'm not going to go more into that, but it was uh, yeah. very much like, oh, um, but actually I think it was much later because I went to university and I lived at home. And one night I came home at like one in the morning and I, the lights, all the lights are on in the house. I pull up to the driveway and I can get out of the car and Jimi Hendrix is blaring out the windows. Yeah. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix is blaring going, out the windows. And I was like, yep, that's my dad. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> And so I, I think, I know you do, but it was, and so I think that that was, I think it was really when I, when I lived at home as going, going to, to university, I think that that's when, even though I was, our schedules were all sort of crazy. I feel like that's when we became friends, but I just use that, that story to describe, this is the essence of my father <laughs> to oh, people who it. don't know him. So that's mine. Oh, I love that. That's a very human thing. Yeah. And, but I loved the Jimi Hendrix. I was like, okay, we're going to be friends. because it, yeah, it's like, this yeah. is like, oh, he has, <clears throat> he has preferences and tastes and, mm -hmm. you know, it's not just like a person with like a blank slate, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And it's one thirty in the morning on a Friday night. And 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 <laughs> then, yeah. <laughs> he actually had a life before I was around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So every group hang that we have, we ask our invitees, our friends, one of the 36 questions to fall in love. So Dr. Arthur Aaron published these list of 36 questions that we're going through it as friends. <laughs> so we, we don't, we are just going in order of the questions. And so we think that this is a, a wonderful question for the two of you. So Papa, what is your most treasured memory? 
It's a combination of two events, uh, and it's you being born and your your sister being born. That was mm-hmm. actually the most incredible, magnificent, magical uh, moment uh, I think of my whole life. Uh, that was that was just to have the honor, the 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 experience of of. Uh, you know, uh, doing the whole thing with you, Paris, uh, in the hospital, and my mother in the background saying, "Oh my God, it's a baby." That added to the treasured moment. Baby, and uh, the she doctor said, says, oh, it's, "It's a baby." Like, what did yeah, you? What, was like, it going to be a pumpkin? Like what? <laughs> I'm just saying. So and that made it even more. I'm sure you just like say things that you're you're not even yes, in control yes. over. What yes, but actually, even even Paris looked over and went, "Really?" Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and and then uh, her sister Alexis uh, had um, had her birth here at the house. So it was two different experiences, but equally treasured. Oh, so that's, that's my so answer. interesting. Yeah, I <clears throat> I do think that it's an interesting piece to note that when my father and I have talked about past relationships and things like that. And Mm. I mean, you've said to me, and I totally, totally get it, that you never expected to get married and you certainly never expected to have kids. So I think that that also is kind of a really important piece of perhaps why those are in general. I mean, I'm sure that Mm. having kids is is treasurable, but I think that. Yeah, it's a counterpoint to it. Yes. Mm. Yes, definitely. So I think that that's really Mm. interesting. Good point. So Scott, dad, what about you? Yeah. Okay. So I, I guess I'm going to take dad privilege and answer for with, with two things, even though you said one. <laughs> That's so, okay. Uh, and I'm going to, and I'll say, uh, like Christopher, it was, I, I think per, for, from a family perspective, even more than getting, getting married, although that was a wonderful, a wonderful day and a great experience was when you were born, Simone, being our oldest uh, child. Uh, and you know we had uh, without going into a lot of detail, you came earlier than expected, and we're smaller than the average baby. And so, our some of our strongest memories are the culmination of difficult getting through difficult times. And mm-hmm. you know that was some really scary time for a new couple who were having their first baby to be in a hospital with a preemie. You know all the intensity of that of that childbirth. And wondering how it was going to turn out because we knew you were small and had uh, we were going to have to struggle to make sure you were healthy and then to be sitting you sitting with you that first night uh, after mom was asleep and in the nursery uh, you were as as long as my from my elbow to my wrist that's how big you are I measured you so you you can look at your arm and that's how big that's how big you are you were and, uh, she's now like from here to here yeah <laughs> yeah. Now I now I've got the hand to the, the elbow. hand. You, you've come along with the, the birth of all of our kids is special, and is I, there's no, you know, describing it. I just think that, you know, the birth of your first child when you have never been through it is is something. So that's why I kind of bring mm. up Simone's birth, although a man is both an amazing experience as well. Yeah, I'm gonna say professionally, I spent a long time. My career was in. NASA support and mm. many many years supporting the space shuttle program and you know came from a small town where I am now visiting your grandmother and had this dream of being involved in the space program and then uh, you know that for me one of the culminations of that was watching a space shuttle launch 
uh, from participating in the launch and then going outside and watching that launch from the vehicle assembly building at, at, at the Kennedy Space Center, which is just a few miles from the launch pad. And mm. uh, and it was actually a, a sunset launch. So you could see the space shuttle lift, see and feel the space shuttle lift off. And then when it got to about maybe 100,000 altitude, it got into the sunset lighting and just lit up the whole, you know, a plume of the wow. of the rocket. That's and, so uh, cool. Yeah. You know, it, was, it was an indelible memory of, for me, feeling like I came from, you know, humble roots and had, you know, achieved something that, um, you know, I didn't uh, ever believe I actually would. So that's mm. a really, really, mm. really strong memory. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. The nerd in me Very is like, cool. oh. I know. Paris, oh, so wow. I, I want to add on to that is like a daughter perspective of uh, my mom and sister and I got to go to one of the launches and wow. I was a teenager and I was like not getting to do something with friends <laughs> and I was being like a brat about it. I remember. Mm-hmm. And then we got to sit, you know, where they, they have like the countdown and you're like kind of far away. And then it was so, I was in awe. And then, um, I feel like I stopped being as much of a brat about it. And it was one of my most treasured memories, I would say, getting getting to see that. So once in a lifetime experience. So. Hmm. so yeah, so Papa, we had the really wonderful privilege of going to JPL and having a private tour, right? Oh, amazing. Nice. Nice. Unbelievable. Nobody there. Nobody there. And yeah. it was it was just amazing. We saw the robot room, the actual test room for the Mars uh, rover, uh, then into the actual um, clean chamber where they were actually working on something. This is a Sunday afternoon, I guess. It was a Saturday and, morning. Oh, Saturday. Yes, yeah, Saturday. That's right. And then we got to do the actual Very important pe- uh, the that we get the day room. right in this. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, the next day it was not a great day in this particular no. story. But anyway. Oh. Uh. Yeah, I've never yeah. been to JPL, but I know that it's got to be a wonderful experience. So it was a Saturday, Papa, and it was the day yeah. of the the Columbia Space Shuttle yeah. reentry where it, it it didn't make it. So I remember yeah. coming out of JPL and that happening, and I remember think yeah. we we all said, "Wow!" I mean, it was yeah, oh, that's yeah. terrible. Yeah. So no, I that's why yeah. I remember it was a Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things. I thought it was Sunday or the next day. Or I knew there was something yeah. in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which well, was... that's an interesting. That's an interesting comparison where you're experiencing both the technological marvel of, of spaceflight and also the the risks, or... and potential, you know, mm-hmm. catastrophic results that can happen from yeah. it as well. So, yeah. I mean, that's a really interesting thing. I was in an, a robotics club at my all girls high school, and you know this this experience at JPL and then at the same time doing the robotics club. I mean, that robotics club is the reason I decided to become a mechanical engineer. So, um, yeah. So the, the quick side story was that after that first year, the teacher who ran the robotics club left and the school, we couldn't get another, the school didn't find another teacher to run the robotics club. So, and we really loved it. So then in my junior year, we coerced a teacher to just be in the room while yeah, yeah, we yeah. did just just you have to be here you're here anyway just let us use the back of your uh is the biology teacher and 
I remember that. Yeah, and yeah. you still have a sample? No. We won an award. Ah, that award. That year. Oh, the judges oh award. Gosh. Totally unexpected. That's so cool. Still within your arm's reach, so it's obviously important to you. Yes. We, we, so unexpected. It was at the Ingle at the forum in Inglewood where this was held. So it was this huge I just was like, I think I'll stay for the award ceremony. I was the one person of my entire team of like six people, and it's a regional event. And they said we were called Panda Robotics. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I had to go from the whole like top row of the forum all the way down these stairs and accept this. And <laughs> I waited for you. It was crazy. Yeah. It was one of those things where you're like, where is the person? I don't see them. Yeah, yeah. And um, I can't remember if they gave us two or if they only gave us one, but I was a little bit bitter because it was so hard for us to do this club. And so when the principal, who's a lovely, lovely woman, yeah. Fabulous, amazing principal. But at the time she was like, can we take this trophy and display it in our trophy <gasps> no. case? And I was like, no. <laughs> so it's here with That's me in Germany, purpose. though. I have had this on my desk at, at all of my workplaces. I've had it. Yeah. So there's one more experience, may I mention. Um, it yes. is, it's being in the middle of a hurricane on a 42 foot sailboat, looking down a 30 foot wave and three more of them coming at me. This is a treasured my, memory. We're just, just No, this is, this was an absolute, <laughs> it was, it was an epiphany of existence because I thought I'm going to, I'm going to die, but maybe not. So here I was on this wave going down and looking up and it's rain coming and I'm going, I can't, I can't get off of this and take a plane out of here. Yeah. I, I, stuck. I'm stuck. Yeah. And this is like, this is living. So that was the purest form of terror being alive as a treasured moment. So mm. that's another. Oh my gosh. Survival is a treasured memory. Yes. Mm. Wow. Well, yeah, so I'm going to say it's appropriate that you work in the film industry. If that's your idea of your most treasured memory. <laughs> Yes, that was, that's interesting. It is. Yes. I like that, Simone. All right. So we're playing a game called Would You Rather. We are going to start with Scott. Okay. So Scott, would you rather be forced to listen to the same 10 songs on repeat for the rest of your life or forced to watch the same five movies on repeat for the rest of your life? Do I get to pick either one? You can choose either the five movies for the rest of your life or the 10 songs for the, and you can choose which songs or movies. Good. I don't have to have some like random selection. No, we, we give you this for free. <laughs> wow. Good luck, Scott. <clears throat> I think for me, the music is more important. I would say hmm. this is a hard one. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to answer it this way. <clears throat> I would watch the same five movies, you know, as long as I got to pick them. Because I honestly don't really watch that many movies, mm. so it wouldn't be a, a big deal for me. Mm -hmm. But that left me the option of listening to whatever music I wanted to listen to. I listen to a lot more music. Mm -hmm. I'd rather keep my options open with the music wise, music wise than movie wise. Smart. Mm -hmm. Even though Christopher, don't be offended, please. I know you're a movie. <laughs> I was getting. I was, I was like. I don't know about this guy. I mean, but you don't even really like the movies, Papa, do you? Are you kidding? Of course I do. 
I was I was kidding. But his, well, Jimi kidding. Hendrix. Don't don't forget Jimi Hendrix. So you know, that's okay. true. I would have to put Shawshank Redemption <laughs> in the top five movies, though. I would just have to. Oh say. yes, yes, yes. Inter- I interviewed for that. I didn't know you interviewed for it, Papa. Yeah, I did. That's a great movie. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. So, Simone, do you want to go next? Sure. Okay. Would you rather be able to control fire or water? Water. She's fire. she's very precise with her answers. I'm very I'm very decisive yes. when it comes to would you rather. Yes. Um, water because I I okay if you've ever seen the last Airbender series, which if you haven't, everyone please go and watch it because it's absolutely a piece of artwork. Um, it. You use water in your everyday life. If I could just shoot water, like when I want to boil some pasta, boom, water in the pasta pot. If I want to water some plants, not that I do that or really either of those things because Andre does all those things. <laughs> but maybe you would do them more often if you could control water. Maybe I would do the, Maybe if I want to drink, I just shoot some water in my mouth. I'm imagining water coming from my hands for everybody. Um, like who's a water shooter? Yeah, so I'd be a water bender. Or if I was a fire bender, I would just burn everything up. <laughs> it's been bad. Okay. The end. The end. I like it. Okay. So, Papa. <laughs> yes. Would you rather have someone secretly give you LSD on a random day in time once every six months or have everyone in the world all take LSD at the same time once every five years. <laughs> who made these up? I want to know who. <laughs> the internet. <laughs> the internet. It wasn't us. Uh, I think from the Timothy Leary aspect of this question, I would say the whole world because that would definitely add a whole other perspective to politics and outcomes all over the world as opposed to being selfish myself and doing just myself i would like to be generous and offer it to everybody i mean scott doing lsd at the nasa all the same time yeah so you can imagine what kind of a renaissance this would be speaking of it that's a good point i'm uh, I'm on board it would be it would be just uh you know and there would be a little scary parts about it yeah i'm sure you know people flying and stuff but hey microdosing lsd is supposed to be like the new thing well i was thinking ten thousand mics actually that would be kind of really you know hit that just get them really floating you know what i mean <laughs> so, so my answer, which is, I love this question, by the way. This is great. I specifically uh, saw it and picked it for I, you. I just think, well, because it, it it does have good parts to it and obviously bad parts. Hmm. But I mean, for the world, I think it would need something that would be concomitant with this idea. Wow. I would like okay. a little advance warning so I can rearrange my flight schedule. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh. Okay. Uh, interesting question. Thank you for that. That's interesting. I've always been interested, but I've never, I've never done um, it. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> oh yeah, a long time ago. I know. All right, Paris. Would you rather never be able to wear pants or never be able to wear shorts? 
So if I go by the American English definition of pants, which means trousers and or slacks rather than pants, okay. the okay. British one, which is underpants. Underwear. <laughs> Imagine walking into your new office job in England and yeah. saying that you need new new oh, black mm. work pants and them going. <laughs> okay. Do we report? All right. Her? Do we advise her? Um, That's a little yeah. too much information. Yeah, exactly. Yes. The only female in the department Especially of all men Brits. engineers. <laughs> yeah, and the Brits. <laughs> this was the first introduction to what are we going to do with Paris for the next three years? <laughs> I think that I would rather never be able to wear shorts. As much as I do like shorts in the summer when it's hot because I am a sweaty mess, I love fall clothes more and I'll just yeah. wear pants. You can get linen pants. You can get mm -hmm. cropped pants, which mm -hmm. are a little, mm -hmm. a little shorter than normal pants. I would wear mm -hmm. pants. I love pants. The Good end. Job. <laughs> That's mine. The end. <laughs> okay. Scott, would you rather have to eat one jar of jam every day for the rest of your life or never <laughs> be able to eat bread again? Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to hear the answer. Specifically picked out for you. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Well, it's really not that hard. <gasps> I think, yeah. It's, um, okay, first of all, I love to eat bread. It's like a genetic thing. My dad is a big bread eater. I mean, uh, I eat bread, you know, a lot. So that would be a big sacrifice. Yeah. Also kind of like jam actually jam goes on bread it, it does you know? so yeah i mean even though it would be a little disgusting and they have to be really creative about how to, how to get a jam a jar of jam a day maybe it's a tiny jam jar a tiny one yeah I would take, sampler, a sampler. I would take that challenge versus never never eating bread again mm. there's yeah. just too much good bread in the world there is yeah. in germany bread's delicious yeah i agree, I agree. Yeah. Oh, yes to bread. Yes to bread. And, and, yeah. and I I saw that thing on uh, Andre's hollow bread yesterday somewhere. So yeah, Andre not, made hollow bread. You have to explain it right there, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Real good. Homemade, homemade bread, yes. Mm. So I think we need to send him a baguette. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> just just for that good answer. Yeah, right that's there. a good answer. Your nice long French Thank baguette. You very much. Mm. Yeah. So Simone. Uh -huh. Would you rather live in a cave or live in a treehouse? Treehouse, duh. Easy. Yeah, I'm would you have rather have fun or would you rather be depressed? <laughs> I have a story about that if you want. Yes. Oh, tell oh. it. So when Simone was little, we lived in Texas. and In the front of our tract house, there was a live oak tree. Everyone got a live oak tree in the front of their house. That was part of the deal. Well, it was, you know, small to start with, but we lived there for 20 years. So um, by the time Simone came along, that tree was probably, you know, a good 20 feet tall. And by the time she could actually climb a tree, it was at least that tall, if not a little bit bigger. And she loved climbing that tree. Oh. She would come home from school and I'd, I had a little stepladder. She could get to the lowest branches. And once she got to the lowest branches, she would work her way up to the very top, top. branches of, of that live oak tree oh my gosh. and sit there for, I don't even know how long, at least half an hour more. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I remember one day someone coming to the door 
and knocking on the door and saying, hey, I just want to let you know that you're, you know, whatever, eight-year-old is like up in the very tip-top branches of this, you know, 20-foot tall or taller oak tree. And I said, yeah, 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 she does it all the time. She gets so that's a clue about Simone's tree habits. Yeah. And then she, well, then you loved, and then you went to Colorado State to study trees. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have so many good memories in that tree. I used to like when I, you know, I used to bring up books and read in it, and pillows, sit in it. I don't know. You could see the I whole know. world from there almost. I always wanted a tree house, and we just didn't have trees like that. Trees, yeah, and yeah. So, but my dad, <laughs> you had cacti. Did have cacti. We do have cacti, but my dad did get trees from it's a movie movie business where they do greens for the stage okay that's very cool yeah all the trees down our street are from well the next three houses are all are the trees they are a little go ahead paris you have plaques on there what movie it came from you oh, should have plaques. Really cool. <laughs> yeah we started the he started the trend we put two in our front yard and then the other neighbor was like oh i like that so then they got one and then they got one and then they got one and we have a lot more trees on our street but I used to also climb so cool. as many trees as I could with my cousins when they lived in um, near San Diego. They had a park and we were just always in the trees. So I did not know, Simone, mm. that we are fellow tree climbers. Yes. A new friend. A new friend. They're camphor trees, I think, okay. out there. Camphor. Okay. They're huge. They are huge now. But okay, Papa, would you rather be a famous director or a famous actor? Ooh, this is a this is a big question <laughs> for someone in the movie business. Uh huh. Wow. Um. Am I either? <laughs> no. Yeah. Good. That's good. I like that one. I think director hmm. because although the craft of art of acting requires a full lifetime study, hmm. you have everywhere you go, every everybody you see or meet. You have to train yourself to the accent, to be like mm -hmm. them, to transpose yourself. However, the part I like about directing, which is part of my answer, I think is maybe to apply to Scott as well, is the fact that you can be, you can put together a whole bunch of ingredients. You got the pepper, you got mm. the onions, you got the act, all these ingredients you put together to create a vision. And it's a nightmare. It's the hardest job in on the set. I think mm. getting the money, dealing with the egos, all that stuff. But it's really about the actors and making, giving a vision to the actors to make the story work. That's the director's job. Mm. But to get there, it's a lot of work. And that's not the part that I like about it. It's the idea that you would use imagination. Very difficult question, though, I have to say, and mm. very, you know, kind of both ways. But mm -hmm. again, I think both very hard. But the idea of using my imagination creatively to get every all the ingredients, that's part of my nature. Mm -hmm. So very cool. Actor, I've been an actor mm -hmm. and I understand I've been in front of the camera and it's it's got its own, you know, roles and mm -hmm. its pleasures as well. Um, but I think I, I come from the other end. Mm -hmm. So that's my answer. Yeah. I love that imagination piece. Yes. Very important. I say that my father, my father dreams in Technicolor, <laughs> mm. and I think that that's that doesn't surprise me. But I, I only get a part of that uh, Technicolor, uh, unfortunately. 
some some of it in my <laughs> dreams. Weird, weird dreams. Literal dreams. Now we're talking literal oh, yeah. dreams, right? Yeah. Like when you're sleeping dreams, yes. Yeah. yeah. I was taking it figuratively and uh, then Oh. You have the CGI. You have CGI as well now, right? Uh, I like Technicolor better. I always think of of um Joseph in the Technicolor dream coat. <gasps> One wow. of my favorites. Wow. <laughs> we grew up watching that. All right, Paris. Would you rather have unlimited sushi for life or unlimited tacos for life? Oh. It can be any type of sushi oh. or taco. Oh, that's tough. I know. It's horrible. It's a horrible decision. However, because they're both, I think, pretty much my favorite foods. <laughs> but having lived in Europe now for five years and prior to that in South Carolina for three years, I miss Mexican food like mm. There's no tomorrow. Nobody's business. Yeah, like yeah. nobody's business. Uh -huh. And just it sushi is delicious and I love sushi, but nothing compares mm. to a really good taco. Mm. <laughs> Think of a good fish taco with yeah. the coleslaw and blackened fish. Like yum. it's like sushi, but in a tortilla. Super yum. <laughs> yeah. Tacos. Def yeah, tacos. Good answer. I mean, it's not like there's a wrong answer. No. <laughs> I miss tacos so much. Didn't Alexa send you some tacos? My sister sent me yes. tortillas, which because I can't yes. really find good tortillas here in mm. Germany. And this was actually this yeah. was one of the nicest things my sister has ever done for me out of wow. nowhere. She sent me a package. Wow. I mean, the, the tortillas cost probably like two two fifty. It was like $25 to send this package to me with some sweets wow. and the tortillas. It was so nice. I ate them only two at a time. And so they lasted. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. We have similar family memories with growing up in Texas and mm. then moving away. Mm -hmm. And my dad being like the tortilla mule taking tortillas <laughs> to my family. <laughs> they never got me. They never caught me. So I was successful. Well, you are more. welcome in Germany anytime, Sir Tortilla <laughs> Mule. <laughs> well, that wraps up our Would You Rather game. Thank you for playing. Thank you for yeah, playing. I hope you enjoyed that it. That was fun. And oh, yes, definitely. we dreamed up this episode when we were first dream storming our podcast yeah and so we have a document called the podcast dream storm yes and having our dads on it is on the list so oh, thank you for making our dreams oh you're welcome literal and literal come true <laughs> <laughs> you've made your own dreams come true no we maybe give you a little push in the beginning but that maybe uh <laughs> yeah well, yeah, it's not amazing. You just add, you just add water. What could happen? <laughs> and bread. <laughs> a little bit of love. Yeah. And some tacos. And some tacos. Tacos. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys have done a great job on this podcast. It's just been great to, to listen to your friendship between the two of you and then bringing your people together. You know, I think it's just a, a great idea. And it not only helps you and your friends get to know each other, but even, you know, people like me who just listen mm. uh, to what's going on and you I know, so. appreciate it because we're not with Simone all the time. So yep. she's you know, on her mm -hmm. adventure, European adventure. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. so it gives us some other time to just 
hear what you guys are up to. So we really appreciate it. Thanks. If I could add to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know Paris and now I know Simone, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. Uh, mm-hmm. Love your personality. Uh, good job. They're dead. Um, <laughs> but the added facet of listening on those other recording is another facet to the diamond. You know, these are diamonds right here. These two wonderful beings. But it adds another, because you don't, we're not in their life, like you said, Scott. It's an, an a, another, you know, oh, I didn't know that about, oh, that happened. I had no idea. Because mm-hmm. Paris said stuff like at, about the forum just now. I had no idea about that. <laughs> I, maybe she told me, but I don't, I don't even remember. So it's great to hear mm. that. So thank you both. No. And oh. nice meeting you, Scott. You too. <laughs> it was a pleasure. We just love you both. We are so thankful for you. And we are going to close us out. So for all of our listeners, you can find us on our website at myfriendsfriendspod.com. You can come hang out with us on Instagram at myfriendsfriendspod. And you can send us an email at myfriendsfriendspod at gmail.com. Give us some stars on whatever podcast app you use. And as per the usual, thanks, Fran Boyg, for our magical music. Thanks, Fran. And thanks, dads. You're welcome. Thanks for, thanks for being you. Papa, You will you sign us off with, that's a wrap? That's a wrap. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> awesome. Podcast limits here.